magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 569. Oh, <laughs> 69. 69. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to see how this goes with my dog going nuts in the other room. I, I, I've talked about this a little bit before, but he was injured and we've crate trained him now. And uh, he does really well going to his crate. He's got a nice little quiet corner in our bedroom nice little roomy crate not too roomy but and um yeah he's really good about going to it now like he took to that very quickly hmm. but then um i don't know and sometimes he's totally fine he gets in it curls up goes to sleep totally fine has a little toy in there and stuff other times he gets in there and he just non-stop whines and cries and barks and it stresses me out man it stresses me out more than i think it's worth but uh-huh. um yeah, I don't know. I uh, just gotta get used to it. I guess I'll eventually get over it, right? Like, well, yeah. If if the mailman comes while we're recording, which usually comes in the next thirty minutes, uh, I I might have to go in there. <laughs> just heads up, and then it'll be the Eli show for a couple minutes. But um, yeah, it's just frustrating. I don't know, man. I wish dogs could just understand English. Uh, you should get um some CBD gummies for your dog we tried that actually and um it didn't seems, do seems much like snake oil to me well i've had people who swear by it and i think it just kind of depends on the dog and for ours it didn't really do much and uh we've tried multiple t- types multiple doses it's also one of those things that's like like actually many things in the pet industry is pretty unregulated oh yeah so, like you could you could buy one from one place and it's like, you know, you don't know what's in well, it or whatever, but yeah, uh, in our neck of the woods, uh, the, uh, various CBD slash Delta derivatives are mm-hmm. so popular that like any store that you go into now, like, I, like convenience store, gas station or whatever else, like half the store or more is all like wacky CBD bullshit and things like that. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that they're all labeled as dietary supplements. <laughs> yeah. Just like the boner um, pills. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, there's like, I guess you just call it a dietary supplement. And there's like no oversight as to like whether or not it works or does anything yeah. or uh, anything else. And yeah, it's well, like they all now have like a section of like, oh, and here's stuff for your pet. And it's, mm, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. I learned a while back when we got our dog uh, that there's like zero regulation in terms of like toys and treats and stuff. And, um, so they're always like, be very cautious what you buy your dog. Like even something that's like packaged from a big company supposed to be this safe toy, whatever can be bad. And so my parents found that out. They bought their dog, like a chew, maybe bone or something like that. And the dog, it splintered and got stuck in her intestines and they had to do this crazy stuff to fix her. And it was all from like a thing they bought at like Petco or whatever, like a packaged, like normal thing. It's not like it ate a bone off the dinner plate or something so um yeah, i don't know makes... i'm always hyper 
cautious about that stuff but we actually we give him um it's like a prescribed sedative from his vet that uh we we've used on him before when it would be like fourth of july and fireworks and stuff or if we had like a a pool party and a lot of people were going to be around or something and it actually does make a difference um on the days where he doesn't get it you can see how like extra peppy and sort of anxious he is yeah the stuff that our vet gave Lindsay for our dogs for fireworks and stuff is like in this like little syringe that you it's like green mm-hmm. and you just like squirt mm-hmm. a little bit into their whatever mm-hmm. and i mean yeah they're passed the fuck out after that you ever so. try it man no take a little interested. tasty taste interested do it <laughs> oh boy well today is the release day of the recording this of super mario wonder have you fucked with this uh, at all i want to so this is a game that's i i think i said a while back i bought the two voucher pack from oh, yeah. from nintendo i think i bought breath of the wild with it which um was cool because the two vouchers are 100 bucks and so one of them for breath of the wild made it 50 bucks instead of 70 which everyone was crying about the price increase on that game or whatever yeah um so i was like cool I mean, I to be fair though like bucks. the tears of the kingdom or whatever i mean that's like probably one of the few games you could argue like okay yeah this is worth like every penny of a 70 dollar price I probably would have paid 200 bucks for it and got more than my money's yeah, worth for with how many hours i put in but uh yeah so it was like cool like got that game for 50 bucks and then i got this other voucher waiting i could have used it there's a few things i like was interested in but i was like i'm gonna hold on to it because i know there's gonna be it's good for a year and i think like may or something is when when it expires so i'm like before then i'm just gonna wait and hang on to it because maybe something cool comes out and of course like mario wonder is gonna be one of those games um that they that that works for that and so i've been like holding off on picking it up because they're sending out codes for game awards stuff and so i'm like uh well maybe if they want to send me a code for mario wonder and i don't have to waste a voucher on it but yeah. also i don't know that that'll actually come um i feel because like if you were gonna get kind of hit and miss what's that a, i feel like if you're gonna get one you'd have it by now since well like... <laughs> they emailed us about game award stuff yesterday and then today they sent sean a review code because they're pretty good about first party stuff sending um codes for that stuff for review and so he's got his copy um but i did reply back for game award stuff and be like hey i want to get me and mikhail a copy too and um so i don't know well they they've been very accommodating in the past in regards to game award stuff like surprisingly so because we've asked for the moon sometimes and they usually come through with it but also you don't want to like dick around and like mess up your relationship with nintendo by being like a greedy jerk yeah, or yeah, something yeah. um and also this is a game i fully would was expecting to just buy myself anyway too but if i don't have to uh so we'll see what happens but it's well so i've I'm been playing i'm like i don't know not that far into it uh, i was playing it before we start recording it's uh uh-huh. extremely good um is I, that I was... it in the background on your tv oh yeah i just paused on my tv Damn. but um that's just the overworld huh the yeah the um i was pretty close to not buying it because like i don't know i feel like i've bought like a bunch of like um you know like the different like super mario like 3d world kind of Mm -hmm. uh and like the one where you can turn into a cat and all this stuff and all they're all just kind of like i don't know like very formulaic to me Mm -hmm. to the point that and uh, I, I don't it's it's so bizarre because i would never call any of them like bad games yeah but it's just kind of like it just feels like i've done this before 
Yeah. And I kind of like if I'm going to spend the time playing a Mario game, I think I'd kind of just rather play Super Mario World again or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshi's Island again or, mm-hmm. you know, one of these like bona fide, like, yeah, inarguably classic games. Right. As opposed to like, OK, this is fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the the situation with like Super Mario Sunshine, Sunshine and stuff versus like. Mm-hmm. Mario 64, you know, it's like if, if I'm going to pick one of those games, I'm probably just going to play Mario 64 games. So fucking mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I, I feel I know exactly how you feel because I felt the same way. <clears throat> and I feel like it started with new Super Mario Brothers on the DS, mm-hmm. right? Like that launch. <clears throat> and I remember loving it and being like, this is so awesome. An old 2D style Mario game, but with these new yeah. graphics and it's so cool. And it's not a bad game, right? And when it came out, I was just high on it. And then number two came out on 3DS. I think it was one of the earlier 3DS games or something. And um, I remember just playing it and being like, I don't know. This is like, I'm sort of just doing it because I feel like I should, but I'm not like having fun. And I'm not like compelled, like, oh, I got to go to the next level because crazy stuff's happening. I I think. And then I tried to replay the first one again, too, and was sort of felt the same. I was like, actually, this game's boring. Yeah. And so I sort of feel like that's how the 2d marios since new super mario brothers have kind of been mm-hmm. i don't i exclude 3d world because and 3d land 3d land i think is better the 3ds one is better than 3d world that was on the mean, wii u or whatever but i would need to look at like videos of each of them to even remember which is which because they're so skinny yeah. but which i still feel bad like you know I don't there's think not i think back to mario 3 and i think back to mario world and i just think back to like there was like crazy, surprising, weird shit mm-hmm. happening, right? Like Mario used to be really weird. And um, and it sort of felt like it just sort of got, I don't know, it just got boring, I guess. And yeah. and so the trailers for Mario Wonder got me really excited because I was like, it looks like shit's getting weird again. Like if it gave me Mario World vibes. Um yes. so yes, I don't know. Exactly. I I'm that's what I'm hoping for out of this, but yeah. So yeah. so for me, I think you know. I, I think the magic of Nintendo just releasing sort of like by the book 2D Mario games was maybe in a way sort of ruined by um, like I app store, like indie platformers, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. you had people making you know, like like Seuss is a good example of this. And you know, there's mm-hmm. a bunch that like I'm you know, sure I've since forgotten the titles of by now, but like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it just seemed like all the time there was like someone coming along with like oh, this is Mario, but it's got like this cool little gimmick that actually uh-huh. makes it pretty neat to play through. Yeah. Um, and like, so Susie's was uh, a uh, uh, like Super Mario Galaxy, but 2D, right? Is that like a fair? Yeah, like control gravity it? and little planets yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, Great. Game. And yeah. So, so that, that, you know, the App Store indie games, I mean, I, I feel like that was like a a real playground for a while of like developers that had come up with like a cool little concept that, in a you know in the kind of like bite-sized setting of a mobile game mm-hmm. was really fucking good because like you know mm-hmm. the a lot of these games are shorter and they like didn't overstay their welcome or anything like that you know so it's like um and then you would play you know like new super mario brothers and it's like okay it's, i mean it's yeah kind of boy i've been playing but maybe a little bit worse because it's so by the books and like mm-hmm. this just mm-hmm. happens to have mario graphics instead of like Mm-hmm. Uh, you know like bounce on graphics or whatever you right, know like, right um but 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 no so super mario wonder um it, it feels like nintendo actually tried on this one and, mm-hmm. and i don't know that seems 
like uh, probably a real nasty way to put it because i'm sure it's like they tried in previous ones but it's just like sure. i don't know there's just like certain nintendo games over the years where it's like okay this feels like a real phoned in sequel mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. other games where it's like oh holy fuck like dude this is this is it here like this yeah. is this is that nintendo magic that like mm-hmm. only comes along every so often and um yeah i've kind of felt the same way about like super mario odyssey you know it was mm-hmm. like it was like because they had you know a few different kind of fairly like decent to mediocre 3d mario games and then odyssey came out and it was like oh fuck like this is this is the nintendo mm-hmm. that i love kind of thing yeah you know, the same same yeah. deal with like luigi's mansion was another game where it was like oh fuck like where has this nintendo been mm-hmm. um yeah. and it seems like all of those people apparently have just been working on super mario wonder because uh it's mm-hmm. it's awesome and so the, the gimmick of the game and after playing it i totally understand why um like the different reviews and video reviews and stuff like that were um restricted a little bit and like what they could say about it because um are you gonna spoil it all for everything no i just i understand just why that that is the way it is so like the um the gimmick of the game is that uh, you know, so you're in the uh, flower kingdom now, and so the mushroom kingdom, and like there's these things called wonder flowers. And when you get a wonder flower, it like changes the level in some uh, sometimes sig- extremely significant way, often extremely yeah. significant way, you know. And they're all different. And like the um, yeah, I watched a few different videos reviews of it. I'm like, man, it's weird that they're not showing like very many of these it seems like the main mechanic of the game is like the fact that like there's these wonder flowers and everything else but like it's because they're like surprising and delightful and it would have sucked to watch like a video review where it's like hey here's all the all the crazy shit you didn't expect in like the first 20 minutes of the game yeah you know because like they start hitting you with it like on the second level of the game you're like holy shit i cannot believe what they're doing here it is just like so cool and um and yeah and it's just i I don't it's there's just so much it appears to be so much depth to this game which honestly was like the thing that felt really missing from these other games because like Mm -hmm. yeah super mario world i feel like is is the perfect example of this where it's like you can totally play that game by just like getting to the end of each level right but then there's like you know the secret stages and the star world yeah. and like all this other crap that like alternate routes and yeah, stuff like, I, yeah, I, and, I love that and that's exactly how this game seems to be with you know kind of like the the wonder flowers and the different shit that mm-hmm. you can unlock and mm-hmm. everything else because it also has this um and i was surprised to not see this mentioned uh very much in too many of the reviews but it's got this um so there's these things called badges that i'm not really sure how you i only have one so far uh, mm-hmm. that you unlock but it's like you equip them kind of like reminded me of um kind of how we were talking about like castlevania last week about how um you know you would equip like the monster soul or whatever and get like a slightly different ability mm-hmm. that you know like might allow you to jump a little bit higher or whatever else and it's like that combination of things is mm-hmm. what allows you to get into this like secret area sort of thing and it's just like you can kind of already tell from just like the few levels i played where it's like Oh, there's something up there and I can't get to it yet, but I'm like sure that there will probably be a badge that allows me to like double jump or Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, wall jump or something else like that to like reach this platform that's clearly going somewhere Mm -hmm. that I can't get to right now. And it's just like kind of overwhelming how much stuff just in the few levels that I played so far 
is like a, oh man, I got to remember that because like, I'm sure that I'll be able to get, come back and get up there and unlock something Mm or, um, something else. So like, I don't know, extremely good. It's like, it just feels like Mario is back. Like this, this game Mm -hmm. is like what I have been wanting out of, uh, you know, like the more recent Mario games, I guess. So that is very good to hear. That is making me want to pull the trigger on my voucher. (laughs) And like, I don't know. It's, it's wild to me how, you know, you look at like third party games on the switch and like everyone complains about like, Oh my God, it's so hard getting games on the switch. This thing's so fucking underpowered and Mm -hmm. the games run like dog shit and everything else. And it's like Nintendo just releases a first party thing that looks like it could be a PS five game running mm-hmm. at a solid 60 frames a second yeah. <laughs> and you're just like how what like black magic is nintendo yeah. using to get this out yeah. of the switch and like honestly luigi's mansion is the best example that i think that is by far in a way the best looking switch game and i cannot believe that they have that effectively running on what amounts to like an old android tablet you know yeah so i don't know it just kind of blows your mind like thinking like what is possible on these on mobile hardware with like you know, enormous budgets and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really, really talented team that yeah. knows how to like maximize, you know, Nintendo hardware to like yeah. absolute limit, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. And I just started messing around with the online stuff, which I don't know. Um, I don't really. Oh, don't how... you see other people playing at the same time? Yeah. It's like you, you, so the, the game's got, I, I think it's couch co-op mode. I don't, I, I haven't mm-hmm. messed with it yet. Um, but you know, you can play up to four players at once in this, but when you turn on the online mode, it just sort of, um, like seamlessly puts other like players into your game. Like, and and I can't figure out quite yet if like they're playing with me live or if it's Mm -hmm. like ghost data from, uh, you know, someone's previous playthrough or, or what, but. I don't know. It's, it seems pretty neat because like, it, again, this is just like one more thing that's kind of like breadcrumbing me into like parts of the maps that I can't get to yet. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, what's that dude doing up there? Cause you just see like a, you know, an arrow kind of like pointing up towards like where the person is when they're off your screen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know yet what like the max, like, like where you're going with all the online stuff beyond just like, you know, seeing other players yeah but yeah, yeah so far it seems i mean even that is pretty neat you know if you're if you like you know playing collaboratively with random strangers that's cool i guess i don't know i don't typically but uh you never know i just I, um, i'm just not sure yet if there's like some like real bonus to doing it or if it's just like one of those things where it's like oh this is neat you know yeah, uh, that, yeah, uh, yeah. that's where i'm at right now and like maybe there is a real bonus to it and i just haven't figured it out yet but yeah um cool. All this talk and especially about the older Mario games got me remembering um, this was all this was actually back in 2017 when uh, Mario Odyssey just released. But um, Jeremy Parrish, he ranked all the Mario games. Do you remember that? Mm. And um, it like broke the Internet because his number one pick here, I'll link it to you if you want. Um, His number one pick was New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Oh, yeah. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah. The first and thing so, that comes up is a scathing thread on reset. Era. Like a, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just remember like really, I enjoyed reading this ranking and like, he kind of went into it being like, I know I'm going to get roasted to death because of my top pick. 
and also how far down things like Mario World are and stuff like that. And um, but also like I'm always down for rankings like this that when you get to these big series like Metroid and Mario and whatever, like I feel like the top three or four are almost always like the same games, right? Uh, because it's really hard to argue like how like Super Mario World is one of the best games ever oh, made wow, ever. Sick. And it and Mario 3 are like neck and neck with who thinks is the better one or whatever. Um, so Mario I like 64 at, at number 11. That's a bold yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I'm always down for lists like this that are a little wacky. I hate I don't think he did this at all, but I hate when people do this specifically to like trigger people. But um when they like make an actual list and like back it up and talk about why they feel that way like i think that stuff's yeah, super yeah, interesting yeah. and so i remember when mario u this mario u because i didn't have a wii u um but when they re-released this on switch and i got it and i played it i actually tried playing it twice like i played it once and got i don't know a couple hours in and i was liking it and stuff but then i put it away for something else and then never came back and then i re tried to restart because i kind of didn't remember what was going on so i just started over and same deal like maybe got an hour or two in and just never finished or whatever um but it always makes me wonder like okay what am i missing like if this guy this very well respected like gaming person that's been in gaming for decades uh you know feels like this is the top mario game like even if i don't agree that it's the top top like it's got to be pretty good right but like we were just talking about i always kind of like as much as I liked the first hour or two, I sort of felt like I was just doing it to do it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. I have a new Mario game. I should beat it. Not like, holy crap, I need to be playing this because I'm having so much fun. So, like, I've always kind of wondered, and I've never gone back to it since. And, um, you know, I've always kind of wondered, like, what am I missing with that game? Or should I go back and really try it again? And, you know, a lot of games, like, just sometimes don't click with you and then later on they do mm -hmm. for whatever reason and then you very obsessively play them um maybe it's like that you know like i don't know i i really wanted to go back and try again but um yeah so i just i wonder if that like malaise for mario games that we both kind of share over the last i don't know 15 years or so um is warranted or if it's just that like maybe we're not getting through the sort of like boring crust and getting to like the gooey center of these good mario games that do have great stuff later on but mm -hmm. we're just sort of like, like maybe not impressed enough to forge on if that makes sense so um I'm surprised i don't know in this list he included both super mario land and super mario land 2 but not the the warrior well i guess i don't know does wario land count as a core mario I think he like, says in the opening paragraph like it has to have it's like star mario or something mm -hmm. like that because like um i um when I got my analog pocket and like went to the store that sells cartridges near us, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. those were the games that I picked up and played through them all. And like the Wario, Wario Land is fucking fantastic. Like they're so good. Yeah, that that's a game that like d deserves a modern remake, I think, because it's just yeah. I don't know, it's well, really I, really good. I want to say there was a Wario game on like Wii U or something like that that was like a like a follow up to those mobile games or the handheld games because i i same thing like the i distinctly remember playing it must have been wario land three because i think four was the one that was on the gba but um wario land three i played while i was waiting in line overnight for a playstation 2 outside of yeah, let me see which one i have i i have them all sitting right over here and so i uh 
yeah i when the playstation 2 came out i had like resolved myself to not bother getting one i just didn't want to deal with it or whatever and then my sister's boyfriend at the time like called me and was like hey i heard best buy has them and i was like literally leaving work and being like all right screw it so like i stopped at best buy and got in line and i think i was like number 100 something and um i but because i wasn't like prepared to do it i just stopped i worked at a bank at the time so i was in like buttoned up shirt and <laughs> nice pants and i had zero food or anything on me but i did have my game boy color in the um glove box and so i just remember like <laughs> laying against the like hard brick wall of best buy uh in the middle of the night playing wario land um three and just like super i don't know that that's what that game reminds me of and then of course around like four or five a.m it started raining and that was cool. Yeah, uh, the the one that I loved so much was Wario Land, which is Super Mario Land three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first Wario Land, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super Mario Land, resoundingly okay. I don't know. I, I have weird nostalgia for it because it was like the Game I, Boy <laughs> launch game, and it was like the game that I had on my Game Boy for like months. Sure. I didn't I, think, I think Super, it's... Super Mario Land 2, I thought was just okay. And then when they got to Wario Land, it was like, oh, okay, this is it. Like, well, so Mario Land, I same thing have like nostalgia for because it was one of the first Game Boy games and everybody's kind of played it or whatever. But like, yeah. also, you could very much tell it wasn't made by the core Mario team. It felt different, it looked different. The physics um, were just I, off. Like, it was just yeah, weirdly very floaty. off. And um, compared Wario... to a Mario game. Wario Land is is to me is where it's like, oh, this is a Mario game like this feels. Yeah, it, it should. but I, I actually like Mario Land for what it is. And that's a game I think is very weird, too. Like there's weird enemies. There's weird uh, levels. There's like the shooting levels to break things up. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. Yeah. The plan. I always like cool. really liked that. I actually just rebeat Mario Land like a couple months ago. And it's like you can do it in like 30 minutes or something. It's like not oh, a yeah. long game at all. That's the but, other thing. Um, They're pretty simple. It was really fun. And then Mario Land 2, I remember getting for Christmas and just being so jazzed on. But it very much, you can tell, came out at the same time as Mario 3. And it had a lot of the same aesthetics and stuff like that. But same thing, the physics are weird in that game. And it's um, overall like still a great game, I think. But it just didn't feel like a proper Mario game. It kind of felt like some other game dressed up as Mario, I guess. Um, but yeah, once the Wario Land started coming around, you started feeling like, okay, this feels like a really polished, good Nintendo game. Yeah. And the first two games feel a little jank. Are you firing oh. it up on your pocket? Your analog pocket? Yeah, well... Yeah, here we go. Where really land. Really good. So are the, those aren't filters, right? Like that just runs it as it or how does that work with the pocket? You don't have oh, you don't have one of these? It uh <laughs> well, we don't have one of those. Um it, sorry, you have two. It just emulates a, a Game Boy. I mean it like it looks well, like how a, does it determine what the screen looks like, I guess, is my question. I don't know. That's all part of the analog magic. Like it, the magic. It looks. But I mean, could you colors. change it? Because like on emulators, you could be like, oh, I want the grayscale. Oh, I want the blue tint. Oh, I want you know. You can change like a million different colors of of like screen. But um, there's a way to do it. I don't remember. Well, anyway, <clears throat> man, that pocket is pretty sweet. By the way, the screen is so nice on that. It's extremely um, nice. Uh... But anyway, yeah. My whole point of all this is that. Um, I do feel like maybe I'm missing out on some of these Mario games that in my head I feel like aren't very good, but maybe they are. 
and I just never got far enough to find out. But I don't know. That's also a fault of the game, right? If it can't hook you in the first hour or two and really make you want to keep playing it, then maybe there is a problem there. But um, I'm very psyched for Wonder. That one seems like, like you said, like a return to form in a way, I guess. Yes, after 100%. kind of after kind of being cookie cutter for so long with all the Mario games. Yeah, I don't know. There's a way anyway. to there's a way to do it, but I don't remember how. It's like some button combination that I've long since forgotten to yeah. like turn yeah. it into like monochrome. Yeah. And other yeah. um I don't remember. Um I'll figure it out as later. <laughs> Dang, I just, uh, what was I going to, I had something I was going to talk about, and now, oh, changing the subject from Mario, if that's okay. You got any final Mario thoughts? No, just say you should, you should buy it and play it, because this is, this is the, uh, uh, this is the real shit here. Oh, have you seen, I guess, final Mario thought for me, have you seen all the people that have modded it already, even before it came out? Have you seen any of those videos? They, like, no, make but... the little flowers in the game, like, swear and stuff. Oh, really? I uh no, but I I saw that it leaked like weirdly yeah. early, and everyone was like, "Oh, real simple to get going on the Steam Deck." And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll just wait and play it normally on my Switch. What? I don't need to." I don't. I stop my Steam Deck emulation at like PS2, even though it can do a lot of PS3 very well, and even some stuff beyond that, or like Xbox and stuff. I don't know. I I just am like, I would rather play it on a Switch. I'd rather not play a you know like an emulated version of a, a new game like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, for, for me, I was like, no, I, I don't like the good experience. I don't want the like janky emulator kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess a lot of those games run really well. I guess the big thing was breath of the wild. The Wii U version was like really easy to emulate on something like the steam deck. And then um, people came out with a lot of crazy mods for it, like high res texture mods and, you know, whatever, which that's cool and all that stuff, but I just, I, I feel like I don't like dicking around with stuff like that too much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, um, I was speaking so of, ch- speaking of emulation, I sent my, um, so remember how I ordered the Miu Mini Plus from, uh, I think we both did this order from China. We both ordered two. Yeah. And it took four fucking ever. So I just got impatient, ordered one on Amazon. I, uh, we both did that. Yeah. <laughs> I sent my spare one off to a uh, friend of mine's kid who was like talking oh, about cool. how he wanted to get one of those. So I'm inducting new weirdos into the world nice. of obsessively organizing ROMs. Yeah. I still have a spare black one. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I guess I could just, or I could just throw it, throw it away. Um, <laughs> I've, I've like, toyed with the idea of giving it to my kid, but I don't trust him at all. My buddy was um, like, do you want money for this? I was like, dude, honestly, it will sit here and collect dust until I die. And then it gets sold for $2 at my estate sale. So like, just <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. I, uh, changing the subject entirely, kind of, um, the game I've been playing on. Well, I've been playing two things on steam deck a lot lately. One is, Tony Hawk one and two remake finally came mm-hmm. out on steam. Have you played that at all? Um, no. The, so those are the unreal engine remake ones that were released on Xbox. Correct. Uh, this isn't Tony Hawk HD remake. This is the redo of one and two. But because the there was that, that... They released on Xbox, like, I don't know, five plus years ago right no this came out like a couple years ago but it was because i was confused as to which 
uh, right. which of the remakes people were talking about. So there was an old remake, Tony Hawk's HD, and um, it was bad. Like they got the physics and everything really wrong with it, and it was panned. And then um, this was like a full ground up remake of the first two games, and it completely nails the physics, and it's good. But it has really shiny, nice graphics and tons of other like cool features. Actually, it takes well, first of all, it takes manuals, which didn't come until Tony Hawk 2, and you can do them in one. And then it also takes reverts from Tony Hawk 3 and puts those in both games too. So it actually opens up a ton of crazy options for the first two games that you didn't have before in terms of like linking combos and stuff. But um I can't remember it's actually it. really rad. It has it this has been like released a, um, before though? When was this first released? I want to say 2019, but um, it was an Epic Game Store exclusive for ever since. And then it was also on consoles and stuff, too. Let's see. Because the one that I played um, was like, oh, 2020, huh? 2020. Yeah, I know what one you're talking about. And it was bad. It was the HD well, it was, remake. It was, yeah. Was that what it was? It was like the one where it was like, oh man, this looks awesome. But it's just like the physics are just like ever so slightly off that like. That was Pro Skater HD. That came out in 2012, actually. Oh, that that was, was them trying to do this and they screwed it up. And okay. then there was Pro Skater 5, which the same, this is uh, Robo Robomodo did these two games. And Tony Hawk 5 bombed too, because it also was bad. Um, okay. Pro Skater One and Two is Vicarious Visions, so coming back and doing the game that they okay. Did so, originally. so I thought that this was the other one that I was talking about, where it was like the weekend at Bernie's Corpse of Tony Hawk, where no. it's like, oh man, this is yeah. And the this soundtrack is... was different too, which is what kind of annoyed me. I want to say I turned the music off because I just don't, it bugs me, but you know, there's a lot of new songs hear... that I. Goldfinger Superman 78,000 times. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if the soundtrack is the same as the first games or not, but there's a lot of new music on it. I know that. Um, but I, yeah, I turned all the uh, music off. But anyway, the point is that this um, was uh, Epic Games exclusive for the last two years, three years, whatever. Mm, and okay. um, and I had it on Epic Game Store. I think I broke down and bought it because I really wanted to play it so bad. And I originally tried playing it, running it on my Win Max. And it was okay, but it wasn't great. And so I never played it. And then um, when the Steam Deck came out, I ran, I installed the Epic Game Store version through whatever that hero or whatever that third party thing was that lets you install Epic Game Store things into like your Steam library. Yeah, I never um, messed with that did that and it was same sort of thing like it was okay but not great and it just didn't feel like a good thing so now that this came out on steam proper um i bought it and i don't know if it's still on sale but it was on sale for the deluxe edition for 25 bucks so i dropped I a 25 er on a game full price of 39.99 what a rip oh you missed the sale but uh it's I, didn't, um, I well so i saw people saying it was on sale but i thought it was the one that wasn't good so i didn't oh okay i didn't buy it um well now you know for future sales or if you feel like just spending 40 dollars um super good it's super fun and so it's the first two games all the same levels from that they're all remade um in a very good way where it's like the same but lots of extra stuff added um, the coolest thing they did in this is there's like an overall progression profile. So like your oh, character yeah. earns basically XP from like doing, you know, things and, and 
levels up and earns new um like skill points and unlocks new items to like dress your dude up in and stuff like that didn't, so they didn't they pioneer that in like tony hawk underground am i remembering that right you maybe i haven't played underground in a super long time but i think there was maybe something like that in those games but hmm. but anyway that's cool uh, but i guess the only it's really good it looks like on the steam reviews it has an online requirement which like uh, that just got patched out actually oh, really? so yeah you don't need to be online to play it anymore which uh we mikhail covered in our little switch or our little steam deck roundup thingy today hmm. but um but yeah super good if you like the original tony hawks and you're just been disappointed with like the last 10 entries over the last 15 yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if this is me being a curmudgeon or whatever, but I really just don't think that they ever released anything that was better than the first, the first two. No, I agree. I think two was kind of the peak, even though I still love three and four and underground and even American Skateland was okay. But it was, Which it's one was like the... at that point, it just started getting really goofy. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I feel like two had like a grounded in reality, even though you were like grinding like telephone wires and stuff. It still had more of a grounded in reality and like adding manuals really added a lot to the game. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm relearning all the crazy button press combo shit that you can do. Like I was playing the other night and Pam was watching TV and um, I'm playing on the couch next to her and I like, didn't realize at the doing? time, but I'm just like, what's that? Was she just like, what are you doing? Is she just like mashing buttons of, at a million? Yeah, miles no, an hour? she eventually was like, sounds like you're really playing your game a lot or something like that. It was just like click, clack, click, 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 click. But it's like that great Tony Hawk thing where you're like, holy shit, I'm in the air, I'm spinning. Oh, I yeah. lined myself up. Oh, I reverted into a manual. I'm keeping it going. Oh, I'm going to grind this thing. And, you know, and then you're just like, holy shit, I did like a hundred thousand point trick. Like, I just. I don't know. It, it's it's good. I highly recommend this remake. Not Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD, uh, but the one and two remake is is very good. So I've been playing that. Um, and then uh I've been playing um oh also it runs super well on the deck, I should mention oh, okay. too. I even better turned fucking almost everything off and I can't even like tell. Like I turned everything to like low and stuff and um yeah, it still looks really good and stuff. Too. I was just speaking um, of which, um, I guess, I, I don't know when this happened, probably potentially even a long time ago, but um, remember when the Steam Deck first came out and like Red Dead Redemption ran at like one frame per second on yeah. like the lowest setting? I guess there's been like some like real substantial updates and it runs fantastic now on reasonably high settings. I've heard that. And um, I almost bought it because... Um... It was recently on sale for thirty bucks, and I think it's oh, only six. Played through Red Dead Redemption two? No, oh, I never dude. played it. It was so goddamn good. That I, that's what actually Mikhail said. Cause I was I was like, should I buy this on Steam? And he was like, you've never played it before. He actually said something along the lines of like, if this is your first playthrough, you should probably play it on Xbox or something like where you can really get into it. Yeah, but, um, I, I would say it is a it is a TV game. You know, like mm -hmm. so. Uh, I think the most recent example of this that I felt is like Elden Ring. Like I, I play Elden Ring mm -hmm. on the Steam Deck and like, it's fine, but it's just like, you lose these something. like epic kind of like game world stuff is lost yeah. on, you know, a, a tiny little screen as opposed to like a big TV, you know, like it's yeah. like a distinctly different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, I would, I would agree. Play down the Xbox series X. Like it is fucking amazing. 
which I th- I'm pretty sure I own it on Xbox, so I might as well. Wow. But it's just a matter yeah. of getting the time to do it. Um, but it's uh, like, man, there's so much shit in that game. It's like they could. I would play a game that is like nothing but the hunting from for Dead Redemption do because it's like <laughs> it was so cool because I don't remember how many different like um so you can do all this like uh, like the, so the fur trades a thing and right under interesting I was like a, yeah. a, one of the ways you can make money but um I don't remember what they call them like legendary creatures or epic creatures or something like that where mm-hmm. there's like I don't remember like you know a half dozen or a dozen or so different like very special things that you can hunt that you have to do mm-hmm. like you have to like put a lot of effort into like either figuring out how to make like the bait to get them to come out or like watching mm-hmm. their patterns or whatever. And like that, uh, that whole thing was like so fucking cool. Like I spent so much time like catching like the Epic fish and like all the other like <laughs> random crap, um, ahead. which probably just got me like a new hat for my guy to wear or something stupid like that. Yeah. But um, I love games like that. I remember uh, Chinatown Wars playing just to do drug deals. <laughs> like, yeah. The mini game was so good. Yeah. It could have been its own game. Um, yeah. Well, um, anyway, yeah, I I've actually, you know, we talked about this before a little bit, but um, the three point five update for Steam Deck is supposed to fix, not fix, but like improve performance in a lot of games, mm-hmm. um, just by default, just from the different. I don't know. I don't want to get too techy because I don't know what I'm talking about, but like, I think it's like a different um Linux kernel that they use now that's better. Or, I don't know, whatever. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I've I've held off on like installing the preview build or whatever because I feel like I'm not smart enough that if something goes bad to want to yeah. fix it, I'll just I, wait for it to come out like normal. But yeah, they just they release stuff pretty quickly. It's not like um, like yeah. the iOS betas where it's like you're getting it like months and months and months early. It's like it seems like a lot of time. It's like I see these videos of oh my god, this is in the preview channel, and then it's like a few weeks later like oh it's just out you know i i was reading on reddit or something about that and um they were like somebody was like what's been the timeline for previous releases or whatever and i guess this one has taken the longest time from like initial beta builds to like releasing to the next level of of beta builds or whatever i think it's that significant that nobody really can say for sure that like oh it's generally a month after the beta build comes out that Mm. the public release so i i I don't know i'm i'm just one day it'll come out and that's great. But so looking at speaking of games that run really good on the Steam Deck that are on sale, like as of this recording, I, I just saw us loading up the Steam store. The, so mm-hmm. WB games are up to 90% off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oh, uh, Batman Arkham's. Well, so the Lord of the Rings uh, Shadow of War, Middle Earth Shadow of War is on sale for nine mm. bucks. That game mm. is so fucking good that like I, really? I can't believe that uh how many people i talked to like oh yeah i never played it i don't know um because i think it like came out at a time where it was like everyone was making their own like assassin's creed like you know Mm -hmm. because it definitely has like all the fucking tropes of an assassin's creed style game where it's like Mm -hmm. open world and you climb towers to like reveal the area and all this other shit but um they have like what what makes the game so good is they have this thing in it called the nemesis system where like uh, there's all these like mini bosses throughout the game basically and they're all randomly generated and mm-hmm. like so so you'll come across an orc that's like a leader of like an orc gang or whatever and like you know they'll call you out and you'll go kill them and like say you like kill them with fire or something like that like they'll mm-hmm. come back and like rank up 
mm-hmm. and will be like stronger in certain ways, but then like scarred and scared of fire because like that's mm-hmm. the last way that they got like super fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's, it's yeah, I don't it's like wildly clever because like I don't remember how the day and night cycles work or something like that, but like at regular cadence in the game, you see like all the actual commanders of uh of of Mordor and they'll like show you like who assassinated who and who moved up and mm. who got deleted and like all this mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. The the dynamic enemies, it, I mean it's like such a cool system that I can't believe hasn't been used in like other um other similar thing so yeah yeah huh um, what that's shadow of mordor is that what uh, shadow of war so there's there's shadow of mordor is the original one and that game's good too but it's just like shadow of war just kind of like took what was good about shadow of mordor and just like cranked it up to 11 hmm and i think you, yeah. yeah you can buy them both for 11 or 10 dollars and 50 cents if you want both games holy moly <laughs> There's no reason to need both, though. Right? Yeah, the no, nah, I, I, I think the problem is I wouldn't recommend anyone, particularly how cheap they are. I wouldn't recommend anyone play like Shadow of uh, Mordor first because Shadow of yeah. War is so much better. And then, yeah. like, once you've played Shadow of War, it's like going back to the old game. Just kind of like, oh, this is not as good. At the same time. For two fifty extra, true. <laughs> you get a whole nother game. Yeah, the Arkham Collection mm-hmm. nine buckaroos. That's also Can't outstanding. Believe. Those games, those games are so fucking good. Hmm, this is very good to know. I might pick this up actually. Um, the the other Steam Deck game that I've been playing besides Tony Hawk has been uh Dead Cells actually. So right. I was when Dead Cells came out on mobile, I was like got super into it and played it so much and that's a game where you just unlock things incessantly forever and um you know i played and played and played and played and played and then i i phased out of it eventually but i at the time i was like i kind of want to play this with buttons so like one of the cool things about dead cells on mobile was they had like an auto attack option you could turn it off if you wanted but you basically auto attacked if you got close enough to an enemy or whatever and me not having played Dead Cells already somewhere else, um, that was just like my default for learning Dead Cells. And so I played it that way and it was fine and um, never really thought much about it. But then as the more I learned about Dead Cells, the more I was like, damn, you're losing a lot by not controlling when you melee attack because um, there's just certain situations where you don't want to. And then there's also, I don't know, it, it, it just the combat in that game really relies on you um parring a lot and also like your dodge roll is so important that because you're invincible while you're rolling right so like you really have to like have these things sort of at your disposal when you want as opposed to having them automated i think it's still a really good control system and i think you can get and like i i remember people that beat dead cells on like it's i don't know fifth uh um you know hardness level when you beat the whole thing and you start yeah, over and, and whatever that's too much um, for me yeah but i i know people that have done it like on our forums and stuff with touch controls with no problem so it's like okay it's definitely made it possible but just for me learning that after the fact i was always like okay i want to play it with buttons and i tried to like plug it into my backbone and play with buttons but like it was hard um, it was the same thing with Dismantle, where I played Dismantle so much on a controller oh, that when yeah. I would try to play with virtual buttons, it just didn't feel right. And I couldn't relearn my brain to do it. 
And so it was the opposite with dead cells where I couldn't relearn buttons because I was so used to touch controls and the automated systems and stuff like that. And so I kind of like put dead cells down for a long time and never played it, even though I had already owned it on switch. I'd bought it at some point and probably just heard it was good and bought it on sale or something. Um, and I tried to like mess with the switch version a little bit, but just didn't get into it the same way I did on mobile where I was just yeah, like yeah. a client and sinker. Um, and then, so I haven't really played dead cells much over the last few years. Um, which is crazy because they've released so many updates for it and so much new content and especially the Castlevania um, expansion that came out not too long ago. Oh, I've been meaning to play that. Dude, it is mind blowing. But so anyway, so for whatever reason, I decided um, to fire it up on the Steam Deck and see how I go because it's been so long since I really was into it on mobile that I felt like I could relearn the to play with buttons, I guess. Um, and I did, and it's fine. And now I feel like if I played the touchscreen version, I'd have a bad time. But um, so I've got really hooked over again on Dead Cells. So I've been playing through it on Steam. And um, yeah, the, all the new content is so crazy. And it's so seamlessly blended into the game. Um, and it's done so well. And I've also feel like I've missed a lot of the previous updates stuff that I never really like costumes is a huge thing, like a whole new avenue of stuff to unlock. Oh, but shit. like the Castlevania stuff is like nuts the way it like ties into the, the story and just in general, the way they're able to tie things like that into a roguelike randomly generated game anyway is just kind of like impressive. But yeah, the Castlevania stuff is done so well. The music is super good. It feels like it switches into a Castlevania game for a whole level. Um, I don't know. It's just so good. I've, I've been having so much fun with it. And it, that's a game where I've been like, I can't wait to like play it again. Like, I can't wait till the kids are asleep. So, cause all I want to do is play dead cells until I, I have to go to bed or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like sucked me in that hard, which has been nice. Oh, like, you know, I had it. another, another game that just came out on, on steam that probably works totally fine on steam deck is this cattails wildwood story. Have you heard about this? Mm, it's like really familiar. It, it kept coming up in like all the different kind of like articles about like oh did you like stardew valley and you want to play something different well you should check out oh. this cattails wildwood story game that was in early access for like eternity yeah. i guess it like just went rad. just went like 1.0 yeah it's like a cat uh -huh. role-playing game basically oh dude i'm in i think i'm um, in. and also uh deluxe bundle just to, mm. to button this up, Seventh Guest VR came out as well. Uh, mm. You have a VR mm -hmm. setup. It's mm -hmm. supposed to be outstanding. As far I as do like not VR have a VR setup, but yeah, I I've heard similar, and um, they were uh emailing us about that game for Game Awards stuff, but we just don't have anybody that has. Unless you want to chime in, you're two cents. Uh, yeah, I'll I mean, I have a code to it. Uh, uh Quest Two. Yeah. I think. Let me see what they um said exactly. Where did it I don't go? know if it's available on Quest or if it's just if you have to play it on Steam. Or yeah, whatever. Seventh Guest VR available on MetaQuest, PSVR oh, two, and Steam VR. Hmm. What? So what do you on MetaQuest? Right, is the one yeah. you would want. Yeah, I'll ask for a code for you, and then you yeah, can cool. you can tell me if it's the game of, a game of the year VR game or not. Well, um, but anyway, keep in mind it's uh. It's gonna be a pretty heavy lift to charge the thing, update it, figure out how to log in, <laughs> get batteries for. Both I know I, I don't have to get you a code. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying I'll, I'll take the code. It's just a matter of uh, it's uh, I, 
Yeah. I don't not know. As, it's I, not as simple as pushing download on a Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> For I don't know how much you're allowed to say about this sort of stuff, but like any any like uh category where there's nominations for game awards where you don't want to vote you don't have to you just leave it blank so like mm -hmm. we don't have vr setup stuff so we generally don't even vote on that category for us as an outlet right other people can handle that and it's fine but just it's not like you just pick something just to pick it um because you have to fill out every category or something like that but yeah. um <clears throat> yeah I'll, i don't know though i'm sure they'd be happy to send send a copy i'll let you we can talk about it on the podcast at the very least. Yeah, um, sure. What? Uh, oh, that is a good segue into we have two more, e three emails this week. Uh oh, three emails this week. And one of them is quest related. Hmm. Um, first up, we have to hit up Bob Gaming's reply to us from last week. He no. says, I am not a troll, Eli Hodap. So there you go. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Hacker alias shoes who has emailed into the uh, show before says, Hey guys, just wonder if there's any interest in trying out or getting the quest three as a VR enthusiast. I've been quite satisfied with the upgrade, although casual users may not feel the same way. Any interest in this new headset from either of you, for me, the color pass through and pancake lenses are a real game changer. Those terms don't mean anything to me. Um, uh, so previously, so the Quest has all these cameras on the front to kind of like yeah. keep you from, I think that's how it tracks your head movement maybe even, but like it, it keeps you uh, from running into shit because like if you're, yeah. it's actually a pretty, pretty clever system because like if you have it on and you're getting too close to something like the, the game fades out and like the, your surroundings fade in, but mm. it's just like it, the, the one I have is this like real shitty black and white where like, you know, you can mm. see like, oh shit, I'm about to like bump into my TV but mm -hmm. you couldn't like watch TV through it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. this new mm -hmm. one, um, it has full color pass through. So like it, it shows you basically it kind of like what the Apple vision pro. Does, yeah. Although I'm sure the vision pro is probably way better on, on that sort of stuff. And then yeah. the, the pancake lenses are just kind of like a dip. Like, so the way these work is pretty much just like a, you know, a, a screen in front of your eyes, obviously, but like the lens in front of it is what gives you the convincing, like wide field of view and shit like that mm -hmm. of it mm -hmm. and there's i don't even remember there's like a few different lens types that and the one that they used before were like the cheaper ones but uh -huh. i think they were doing it because they're like trying to hit like that um what was what did the uh, the quest 2 cost like 300 bucks 200 bucks something yeah. Like that. yeah yeah uh, i think that they they probably didn't include like the best optics because like they're trying to hit a price point mm -hmm. um and maybe that's not the case with the quest three anymore. I don't know. I'm super interested in this, but like um, 500 bucks is a lot for mm. something that historically for me has just sort of been like a novelty, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause it's really hard to nothing... justify if you already have a VR headset yeah, for when the, like... the scrap, the bug itches or whatever. Yeah. So the quest two, um, I don't, I can't remember, but, and maybe the seventh gust will change my mind on this, but there's like really mm -hmm. no games on it short of like, I don't know, like beat saber or whatever, where you're like, Oh fuck, mm -hmm. okay, this is it. Like, this is, this is a really mm -hmm. cool thing. Cause most of the stuff that I've tried on is like, well, okay, this is cool. And like, mm -hmm. this is neat. And it's a fun 15 minutes, but you don't really yeah. have much of a drive to be like, Oh fuck. Like I gotta, I gotta get back to super hot VR. Like it was so cool. And like <laughs> yeah. all this stuff, you know, like, so 
I don't know if 500 seems like a lot for something that I'm not going to use very often, but like definitely if they do some kind of like crazy, like Black Friday sale or something like that, like it would yeah. be more interesting. But to me, the what seems real neat of the Quest 2 is Quest 3. Um, uh, there's what is the name of this? Piano Vision is uh kind of blew my mind. So it it uses the real world pass through to do like augmented reality stuff. Huh. And like um if you're sitting in front of like a, a piano or whatever, it'll recognize it'll recognize that and then sort of like basically turn it into like guitar hero more or less oh, no shit like, yeah, <laughs> really I'll, I'll, yeah link you a, a, a video of what um that's um, wild yeah so just like skip like you know halfway into this or whatever so this is apparently someone sitting i don't know if it renders the the keyboard too or if it renders like on that top, it looks of like your... a virtual keyboard for sure. The one video that I saw, and I don't know if it was just like, oh, well, a I think of... that I don't, I think they're sitting at just a regular table. So, oh, oh yeah, you can yeah. see the guy in the corner. Yeah. That's... So that's just a flat table, and they put a fake piano out for you to play, which uh, is still really cool. Yeah. The one that I so saw. Is this supposed it... to teach you how to play too? I mean, that's the idea. I, I thought that it worked with like if you had an actual like, hmm. It's like, well, well yeah, so he, yeah. here's another video. This looks like this guy's using a real keyboard on this one. Oh, goodness. Oh, my dog's going to freak out. Oh, boy. Mailman. Oh, yeah. Is this, is, this is definitely overlaid on top of a real keyboard. On oh, okay. This second video. That's okay. so I don't, this to me seems extremely cool. Uh, and, um, I don't know if this would necessarily be like a killer app that would make me spend $500, but like these, yeah. these kind of AR experiences, like this piano vision stuff, yeah. like as kind of making me maybe see the matrix in like how and why the Apple vision pro might actually like be a thing. Yeah. 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 You know, because like, because like, like this... keep talking. I'll be right back. All right. This so I mean like this looks like totally acceptable, right? As far as um as far as like AR is concerned. Like, you know, if you watch watch some of the piano vision videos, it's like uh the tracking seems pretty good, I guess. Uh like, like particularly when you watch the the overlay on this guy's like real keyboard, it doesn't seem like super duper accurate, but enough to kind of like get the job done i guess um but if the better hardware in the apple vision pro like makes this so it's like the real deal and very clearly um like very very clearly like locked on to the thing in the real world like that that to me seems like it could be a game changer in some extent maybe i don't, I don't know but you know the 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 difference in price is uh pretty significant like I, I could see i could see if you had you know just using this very specific example um if you had a kid that was like learning piano uh you know piano lessons are expensive the piano is expensive music is expensive um i could see the logic of like all right well, let's buy this headset for 500 bucks to um you know help our help our kid learn piano better uh 
help our kid learn piano better for the tune of 3,500 bucks or whatever the, uh, the Apple Vision Pro finally launches that. I don't know that. That to me seems like a, a stretch, but but I don't know. The, the other the other interesting thing about this though is that the, in my opinion, the uh, MetaQuest three mixed reality stuff uh, kind of is taking the wind out of uh, the excitement sales for the Apple Vision Pro because like for fucking five hundred bucks, this is kind of doing the trick i mean like you know would you want rather have seven of these headsets or one apple headset you know like one seventh of the price that doesn't seem like that hard of a decision to make so i don't know how's your dog sorry <laughs> the dog is fine i went in and i'm like calming him down i'm handing him a treat or whatever and then um the mailman was still there i had to sign for something i didn't even realize so he was What'd like waiting for me and then he wanted to talk baseball. And I was like, oh, geez. My mailman's hella cool. So mm. don't want to disappoint him. But I was like, oh, geez. I didn't know you're standing out here waiting for me. My uh, my mailman plays World of Warcraft Classic. So I've talked to him. Got stuff to about, chat about uh, with the, that mailman. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like being cool with your mailman is um, one of the best oh, things that you can do. <laughs> like it's, for sure. It's, uh, we, get, we get extremely good mail service. Uh, as a result, because he knows that we're cool as opposed to just like getting your shit thrown on your porch and, you know, calling yeah. it a day. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, I, I had to pull my headphones off when I was chatting with him, but, um, to wrap up this quest VR stuff, um, I was, I probably would have pulled the trigger on the quest two when it came out. Cause it was like cheapish or for that sort of thing. Like I've, I've said this before, the thing that always kept me from VR was having to have like a super expensive, good computer mm -hmm. to attach it to. And so once things started coming out that were like uh, all in one headset situation, I was more on board. But then there was the whole like, you have to log in with your Facebook account and whatever, which I guess they've since changed. So it's not a big deal. But that moment of me wanting to like go for it, like passed already at that point. And so I was sort of like, so I've, I, I don't know. I just have so many games and stuff to play otherwise like i'm i'm mildly interested in vr and like you know 250 300 bucks maybe type situation where i don't have to buy anything yeah, else if i, I was gonna spend for. i was gonna spend 500 bucks on like a game thing i think i would just buy a ps5 honestly that too yeah because like um, there's they are kind of getting to the point where there's like just ever so slightly enough ps5 exclusives where i'm like mm, kind of sucks not having yeah. one but yeah. You know, but that same exists in the same universe where it's like, is uh, do I want to spend $500 to play what's probably a maximum of like six games? Like, not really. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I say maximum. I mean, you know, particularly having an Xbox, I can play most stuff. Most stuff launches cross platform now. So it's like, yeah. you know, it would, I would basically be buying it for like the new Final Fantasy, new God of War, mm -hmm. uh, the new Spider Man, I guess is supposed to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, but these things, yeah. but the, the crazy thing with like the Sony stuff now is it's all just slowly getting released on the PC and works great on the Steam Deck, right? So, yeah, totally. Um, you know, I still have Miles Morales, which I bought and haven't even launched. Yeah, no, play. same. So and like, right, yeah, and I why totally don't I just same play, boat? God play of War, that now. like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll just play that now, and you know, yeah. as it takes me a year to get through it, I'm sure the second one will be close to coming yeah. out on Steam Deck, and I'll just play that then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You should play God of War on the Steam Deck, though. That game is outstanding. 
I, that's what everyone says is it's like one of the show pieces of a steam deck really that it can run it so well but yeah um, it's it's really impressive you know just wish i had more time for everything you yeah. know gotta do something with these kids um to is. to <laughs> finish up uh shoes email because he has a part two which says changing gears i enjoy the house talk you guys have have and had my own adventure after finding a water spot in the basement ceiling trying to track down where that was coming from was a real hassle it turns out it was from a drain pipe vent in the roof the caulking had dried up around it and only a torrential rainstorm caused water to get in there glad i caught it before winter now i have to figure out how to fix the drywall holes in my ceiling that i had to cut out all the best shoes so that's uh interesting because i had a situation um it was in my apartment i think um where there was a leak but it basically leaked like on one side of the house it dripped down a pipe and then a pipe that was like angled sloping downwards the drip would drip would travel the whole pipe before finally dripping onto the top of the ceiling drywall. So the wet spot was a hundred percent on the other side of the house because the leak was actually slowly dripping and traveling down that whole pipe before actually dropping down onto the ceiling. So you're like cut open the wet part and there's nothing. And you're like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And then it keeps happening and you're like traveling across the house, cutting holes in the ceiling, basically following a pipe until you get to the other side where you're like, oh, well, here's the leak. But it was uh, it's not like dripping right there. It's dripping across the house. So um, that was pretty annoying, I guess. But yeah, I uh, my weirdest thing that I ever dealt with like that. Um, so I had I had to get like a bathroom fan replaced in my old house. And the dude uh, that electrician I had do it came up like you know mm. was fucking around the attic and i guess like move the insulation away to uh put it on and in the process um move the insulation away from this like closet light that i had which was like one of those like super old school like porcelain fixtures with the string that you pull with just a light bulb on it right that was the extent mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. um so like i keep getting this like random like drip in the closet. And when I say random, I mean like <laughs> like one water spot randomly uh-huh. like every maybe few weeks or whatever. That would be like yeah. the size of like a dime maybe. And it was mm. just like driving me crazy because it's like, what, where is this coming from? Because like the only thing, it's like the light isn't dripping. Mm-hmm. Uh, where would water be coming from in the light? Uh, at this point, I... Uh, I had my roof replaced because it got uh, damaged in a storm and I had like a brand mm-hmm. new roof, which, so that was fine mm-hmm. and everything else. And like, after all this farting around, I finally figure out that like the, the way the dude disturbed the insulation, uh, like there was like just enough latent heat traveling through the light up into like the conduit pipe that in the uh, winter would then mm-hmm. allow like a little condensation to form on there. And then if mm-hmm. it got, the point there was enough condensation it would just like ever so slightly like slowly drip down and they would just have like one drop of water as a result that mm-hmm. would just like land on whatever i had like sitting on that shelf which was like i don't know like a some books or magazine or something which is how i noticed it you know and it was just like mm-hmm. just a matter of going up in the attic and like going like, like moving my insulation up there that was disturbed like two inches and problems oh, totally God. solved <laughs> but that was like a that was like a year-long mystery of like what in the fuck 
is yeah. possibly because there's like not water pipes in the attic yeah. like you know it's an so unconditioned annoying. space like it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i go up there and be like this is bone dry like i have no idea <laughs> what in the world and yeah it was just like weird condensation on the conduit of the electrical that was causing it so i don't yeah, know owning a house, house sucks. is fun <laughs> just buy, buy a tent and live in the woods seriously <laughs> rent for your whole life um but anyway thank you shoes for emailing in thank you bob gaming uh non-troll bob gaming for emailing in and um yeah i think that's kind of it for this week we talked about a bunch of stuff got anything to add um i don't think so play mario mario wonder yes nintendo um, if you're listening which you probably oh, are and if you're a marvel send snap, me a code. if you're a marvel snap person lapsed or otherwise i guess it's mm -hmm. like game's one year anniversary and they're just like mm. giving away free shit like nobody's business yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So I'm really curious how that game is doing. Like, I wish I could see actual. It's on numbers. the top, uh, top grossing list. So, oh, is it really? Yeah, here, let me look. I just remember it was like all. It was similar to when um, Hearthstone came out. It was like all anybody was doing was playing Hearthstone, um, and that continued for years and years. So yeah, I'm just wondering been... how. On again, off again, dabbling in this mm -hmm. in this game. Um, I. I think that the the actual gameplay itself is extremely good. Like Marvel Snap mm -hmm. is probably the best card game on mobile right now. Mm -hmm. But the fucking economy in the game sucks. <laughs> is mm -hmm. so I I th and this is why I will repeatedly churn out of it because like I'll I'll get into a match with someone who's got like a new card that just came out and there mm -hmm. is like no reasonable way for me to get that card. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and then like the new card will show up in like a $99 bundle as like mm -hmm. the only way that you can get it. And it's just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. That's on that annoying. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't worry about that for me, but log in and get free shit. Why not? But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing, you know, like when they do some kind of sort of promotion or whatever, I'll like log in and, and get it and mm -hmm. play for a little bit and then get beat by someone's got all the new best cards. And it's like, oh yeah, so I stopped playing this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. the number fifty nine top grossing game with ninety eight thousand hmm. reviews. So I mean, they're not hurt, hmm. but yeah, that's good. I don't, I don't want like, it to fizzle. Like the worst part of it though is like you know I wish like the game was doing a little bit worse so they would be like oh shit like we're way too aggressive with our economy in this game. Yeah. Uh, let's make it more appealing and approachable. Uh, yeah. But then it's like well if they're you know on the top hundred grossing they're making a stupid amount of money so i guess yeah. i'm just the fucking idiot for you know not enjoying how their in-game economy works so <laughs> yeah it is what it is oh <laughs> all right i i feel bad i need to let my dog out so right. uh thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and don't forget to uh check us out at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and do all your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. Um, send us emails, podcast at toucharcade.com. We like emails. I have an yeah, Amazon with... Amazon pro tip that I just discovered this what week. What is that? Um, so you know when you check out on Amazon and you have like the few different options where it's like, I want my shit as quick as you can get it to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't care if you ship it multiple packages. And you, maybe yeah. sometimes you'll have one that's like save boxes and ship everything together. Yeah. And the third one will be like, Amazon uh, day like the Amazon day and you get like 27 cents worth of credit towards a digital yeah. purchase or something and I don't even know what you can buy with that money 
Well, yeah. so they've since changed the uh, 27 cents of digital credit or whatever insignificant amount of money it is to you know, get your stuff once a week into, if you have the Amazon credit card, you now get 6% cash back. If you select that, that as your, yeah, as your thing, I was like, Oh damn. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. I'll do that because like, I like the Amazon points. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where, like, I don't use the Amazon app store or music store or whatever that. Um, so I really well, wonder funny. like what that change did for the amount of people that are just using the Amazon prime day now. Cause yeah. I, I, it's funny cause I have an Amazon prime card specific and I only use it for Amazon. That's it. And me and Pam both use it for our Amazon accounts and that's all it gets used for. I don't even carry the card around with me or nothing. Yeah. No, I do the same. And, um, and the 5% adds up. It's like every now and then. Oh, it does. Cool. I yeah, like it totally does. And... But like, uh, I noticed that too. And I mentioned it to Pam. I was like, oh, they probably are like trying to move away from their next day or two day shipping yeah. because it's such a hassle for them. Um, logistically that if, and, and nine times out of 10, I'm ordering something I don't need tomorrow. You know oh, I'm I mean? the same way? Like I'll right? order, and yeah, so like, like a, a bunch of gum or something like that. And it's like, yeah. I don't care if it, I don't need this today. But previously, yeah, that Amazon digital credit. Um, I want to say a couple years ago when I first discovered what, you know, saw that option or whatever and was like, Oh, a dollar credit. Cool. But I, it wasn't a dollar credit for your Amazon account. It was right. a digital credit and you could use it i want to say the time you could only use it for books or you could only use it for music and i was like i don't care about either of those things on amazon yeah. but i don't know if this i just didn't realize it at that time or if they made a change since then but you can use it to like rent movies on amazon prime or buy oh, really? movies or whatever mm. and so we actually i got an email that was like hey you have four something in in amazon credit that's going to expire if you don't use it and i started looking into it and i was like oh we could like rent a movie with this like cool so we actually did that and and yeah. pam was the same way she got an email that she had like four or five bucks in credit so it's not a terrible deal if you can like use it on on renting movies and stuff like that is something i would actually use just books and music i don't care about yeah um but anyway, the, just the six percent back is yeah. definitely better yeah that's awesome uh, like i and that that's converted me to an amazon as an amazon day person now because yeah, yeah. Be, unless it's like a new game release or something i don't care if it comes you know, next yeah. Thursday versus tomorrow or whatever. And it's always faster than the Amazon day anyway, usually. So anyway, all right. Yeah. Hot pro tip. My dog here is whining. So I'm going to say thanks again for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Touch Arcade Show. See ya.